Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Wenatchee in the Word. I'm excited to dive right back into the Bible. We're in the book of John. And if you recall, we just got done in the last episode seeing that Peter denied Jesus Christ. It's the night that Jesus would be tried several times all the way to what we'll see today into the early morning and then ultimately crucified. And uh, it it was quite the scene that Peter, he uh, denies Jesus, and after the third one, the rooster crows, and he's, he makes eye contact with Christ, and you can just imagine the failure that must have, that he must have felt like in that moment, and yet we know the end of the story, and so encouraged by that story to know that uh, we serve a God of, of second chances, and the fact that Peter, though he failed, uh, was restored and did some great things for God, uh, Jesus was not done with him yet, and so too with us. And we're going to be continuing uh, in the fact that right after they were with, uh, they had Jesus there with Caiaphas, they took him before Annas and Caiaphas, and now we're in verse 28 of chapter 18. So John 18 and verse 28, it says this, Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Now, by Jewish law, entering into the house of a Gentile would have caused a Jewish person person to be uh, ceremonially defiled or unclean. And as a result, he would not be able to take part in worship at the temple or celebrate the feasts like Passover here until they were restored to a state of cleanness. And so afraid of being defiled, these men, they stayed outside the house where they had taken Jesus for trial. It's kind of interesting that they kept the ceremonial requirements of their religion, uh, yet harbored murder and treachery in their hearts in this time. And what an indictment that we see all throughout the Gospels that Jesus says of the Pharisees, but especially even in this moment, that on the outside they still follow the rules and look the part and, and make sure that they... Uh, that they are perfect in the sense of uh, following the law, the Jewish law, and yet in their hearts they were dead. They were full of anger and murder and and sin. And so it's a great reminder for us to make sure that we're not just following through the motions or doing the things that we know we're supposed to do from the Word of God on the outside, but to let the truth of God's Word change our hearts on the inside, and not to allow ourselves to be harboring some secret sin while yet looking the part on the outside. It should flow from the inside out. And yet these Pharisees, uh, although they were following some of the rules, were harboring this, this murder. They wanted to kill Jesus. In their, in their hearts, they were uh, harboring that sin. And we see then that Pilate, because of that, comes out to them. And he says, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. 
Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him, and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It's not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. So Pilate knew what was going on. He knew that the religious leaders hated Jesus, and he didn't want to act as their executioner. They couldn't sentence him to death themselves. Permission had to be given by a Roman leader, and so Pilate initially refused to sentence Jesus uh, without a sufficient without sufficient evidence, and Jesus's life then became a pawn in a political power struggle, uh, really between Pilate and others. And we're going to track Pilate and his what seems to be his thought process as we go through this. And Pilate uh, enters into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, "Art thou the King of the Jews?" Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the one, uh, into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. So, when Pilate asks this question, if he was asking this question in his role as the Roman governor, he would have been inquiring whether Jesus was setting up a rebel government. But the Jews were using the word king to mean their religious ruler, the Messiah. Israel was a captive nation, as we know, and uh, they were under the authority of the Roman Empire, and a rival king might have threatened Rome. A messiah could have just simply been a religious leader, uh, according to the Roman government, and that wouldn't have posed as much of a problem. But a king that was going to set up a kingdom, that would pose a problem to the Roman government. And so Pilate then gets a little more poignant with this question. He asks Jesus a straightforward question, and Jesus answered clearly, Jesus is a king but one whose kingdom is not of this world. And there seems to have been no question in Pilate's mind that Jesus spoke the truth and was innocent of any crime. And it also seems apparent that while recognizing the truth, Pilate chose to reject it. Man, it is a tragedy when we fail to recognize truth, but it is an even greater tra- tragedy when we recognize truth, but we fail to take heed to it. We fail to obey it. Man, Pilate, he seems to have understood the truth and the fact that Jesus was innocent, and yet he rejected the truth. We'll look at that again in just a moment, but Pilate says to him, verse 38, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto him, I find in him no fault at all, but ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a robber. Man, this, this is just, it starts to unfold the mob mentality and the, murder that's, the murderous thoughts that are harbored in the hearts of these uh, Jewish leaders at how much they really just want Jesus gone. That they're willing to release someone who actually is a detriment to society, who actually has caused problems, who actually has done uh, 
insurrectionist type things in the community by robbing and by uh, by stealing and and going about doing this through the community probably to them and to the Romans and yet they would rather him come back to live in their community than Jesus who had done nothing wrong just such man it's just so crazy to me as i read through this the thought processes this mob mentality of let's just get rid of him at any cost and pilate then it says took jesus verse 1 of chapter 19 and scourged him and the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head and they put on him a purple robe and said hail king of the jews and they smote him with their hands to grasp the full picture of jesus's crucifixion you really got to read all of the accounts of the gospels each writer adds meaningful details but each has the same message jesus died on the cross in fulfillment of the old testament prophecy so that we could be saved from our sins and be given eternal life but here in john he specifically writes that the soldiers went beyond even their orders to whip jesus to be scourged they also mocked his claim to royalty by placing a crown on his head and a royal robe on his shoulders pilate therefore went forth again verse 4 and said unto him unto them behold i bring him forth to you that ye may know that i find no fault in him then came jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe and pilate said unto him unto them behold the man when the chief priests therefore and officers saw him they cried out saying crucify him crucify him see it wasn't even enough that he was going to be arrested and that he was publicly mocked and that they were they had already beaten him that wasn't enough they said we want him dead crucify him on a cross and Pilate says to them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. And there he gives the edict. He gives the permission from a Roman official that they can kill him. The Jews say, though, in verse 7, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then said Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. Wow, man, the truth finally comes out. The religious leaders had not brought Jesus to Pilate because he was causing rebellion against Rome, but because they thought that he had broken their religious laws. Blasphemy, one of the most serious crimes in Jewish law, deserved the death penalty. And they accused Jesus of blasphemy, and that gave... Uh, credibility to their case in the eyes of the Jews. And it, accusing Jesus of treason gave credibility to the case in the eyes of the Romans. And they didn't care which accusation Pilate listened to as long as he would cooperate with them in killing Jesus. And throughout the trial, we see that Jesus, 
He was in control, not Pilate or the religious leaders. Pilate vacil- uh, vacillated and uh, the Jewish leaders re- reacted out of anger and hatred. But Jesus, he remained composed. He knew the truth. He knew God's plan and he knew the reason for this trial. Despite the pressure and the persecution, Jesus remained unmoved. And it was really Pilate and the religious leaders who were on trial, not Jesus. When you're questioned and ridiculed for your faith, just as Jesus was questioned and ridiculed here, remember that while we may be on trial before our accusers, really those who ridicule and accuse us because of our faith are on trial before God. And when Jesus says the man who delivered him to Pilate was guiltier than Pilate, he wasn't excusing Pilate for reacting to the political pressure that was placed on him here. No, Pilate was responsible for his decision about Jesus. And Caiaphas and the other religious leaders, though they were guilty of a greater sin because they premeditated Jesus's murder. Now, verse 13, it says, when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth, sat down in the judgment seat in the place that's called the pavement, but in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And he said unto the Jews, behold, your king. The stone pavement, it was a part of the tower of Antonio bordering, bordering the northwest corner of the temple complex there. And uh, he sits up there where they would have been able to see him and says, here's your king. And they cried out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. And Pilate said unto them, shall I crucify your king? And the chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified, and they took Jesus and led him away. The Jewish leaders, ah, the Jewish leaders were so desperate to get rid of Jesus that despite their intense hatred for Rome, they shouted, We have no king but Caesar. How ironic that they, they feigned allegiance to Rome while rejecting their own Messiah, their own words condemned them. God was to be their only true king, and they had abandoned every trace of loyalty to him. The priests had truly lost their reason for existence. Instead of turning people to God, they claimed allegiance to Rome in order to kill their Messiah. Just a few few moments ago, probably within the last few weeks of this event taking place, was a time where they asked Jesus specifically, hey, Uh, is it good for us to pay taxes? And Jesus asks them to give him a penny, and they do. And long story short, they're asking him, basically saying, we don't think we should pay taxes to Rome because they're they're not truly in charge of us. God is in charge of us. And Jesus gave a great answer and said, look, this belongs to Caesar. Give it to Caesar. And, And you belong to God, so give yourself to God. And it was a great answer, and it silenced them in that moment. And yet just not too long afterward, here they are completely rejecting what they said previously and saying, no, we have no king but Caesar. We claim our allegiance to Caesar. Kill this man. Wow. In the next episode, we're going to look at even a little bit more Jesus being crucified and what what a horrific thing that took place to our Savior. But I want to notice Pilate through all of this before we close. Pilate, he made four attempts to deal with Jesus. In 
verse 31 of chapter 18, he tried to put the responsibility on, on someone else. He said, you all do this. He tried to find a way of escape so he could release Jesus in verse 39 of chapter 18. He tried to compromise by having Jesus flogged rather than handing him over to the Jews to be killed in verses 1 through 3 of chapter 19. And then he tried a direct appeal to the sympathy of the accusers in verse 15 when he said, should I crucify your king? He tried four different ways of dealing with Jesus. And you know, every single one of us, too, have to figure out what to do with Jesus. Pilate, he tried to let everyone else decide for him, and in the end, he lost. But for you and I today, what are we going to do with Jesus? Jesus is God. Jesus is who he said he was. Jesus did die on the cross and be buried for three days, and he did rise again. It is historical fact. You can look it up in even more documents than the Bible And yet the Bible is sufficient to tell us that Jesus is who he said he is, and he did what he said he would do, and he will be coming again. So what are we going to do with Jesus? For those of you who may be listening, maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, can I tell you today what you need to do with Jesus is to accept his free gift of salvation. And if you have questions about that at all, how to do that, what the Bible says about it, reach out to us. Email me, pastor at wenatchechurch.com, or go on our website, wenatchechurch.com, and fill out a form and reach out to us. We would love to show you from the Word of God how you can know that. For those of us who do know Christ, what are we going to do with Jesus? We're going to see in the next episode that there are some followers who people didn't even know they were followers of Jesus. They chose what they were going to do with Jesus, and what it was was they were going to hide him. So for our everyday lives, what are we going to do with Jesus? Are we going to tell others about him? Are we going to fully uh, love him and follow what he's taught us to do in his word? What are we going to do with Jesus? Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends. You can hit that share button or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at wenatchechurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.